When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to The Great Beyond, an Is This Good companion pod where I catch up with my friend and yours, Jason Doyle. Hello! Hi JD, thanks for coming and producing the show. She's had just about enough of your editing suggestions. It's Rachel Doyle! (laughs) No, no, give me more. Oh, that's not what you were saying yesterday. Oh, well, you know. I I got outvoted. Outvoted. Oh my god, outvoted. So. Uh-huh. You got, you got to vote it on a short. Uh, but it's sort of fun to see when I go and make an edit because it comes in whole. And I always assume that JD has looked at it and been like, yeah, this is kind of w- what I want. So I always feel like I'm going against him. But then it's always interesting <laughs> when then you text me back and you're like, fuck, you just outvoted me. <laughs> I, I'm kind of surprised that... Um, JD, you don't have the pull in your own relationship to get the ed- the rough edit to where you want it in the first place. No, it, well, sometimes it's just like, well, we'll see what Matt says. It's like, mm. I think you should take this out. And then she says, nope, I don't think so. And I say, well, we'll see what Matt says. And I'm usually pretty confident of what you're going to say. I respect the vote. That's fine. But you are kind of priming me to... It's not like you're giving me an option A or B. You're priming me to like the one you send me because it's, you know, it's sort of finished. Mm -hmm. And I assume that if it's come out of your house, you both have looked at it. So to (laughs) me, it takes great personal strength to to have a comment and criticize. But thank you for putting me in that position. I I truly uh, do appreciate it. Uh, How was your Halloweens? Was it were they good or were they not good? Uh, they're perfect. Not a single child knocked on our door. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Yeah, incredible. There's not very good lighting at this cul-de-sac. It's like prime for some sort of crime to go down. Yeah. So. Well, it's, it's a dead-end cul-de-sac next to the train tracks with a mysterious creepy farm at the end of the cul-de-sac. So, and, and the weirdos on the top of the hill. Yeah, and we are the weirdos at the top of the hill. So, you know, it's not very inviting. And we did didn't... you do evasive uh, procedures? Like, did you turn off all the lights, or did you have decorations? Oh, we have a, t- a pumpkin that was kind of hiding behind the plant pot. I guess we didn't really work hard for it. Yeah. Now it's our problem to get through this candy, so. Yeah, we got, like, a thousand pieces of candy. But, see, you're like a store that's trying to sell something, mm-hmm. but your store looks like shit. <laughs> Exactly like, right. Isn't it, isn't it, if you're going to buy the candy, isn't it incumbent on you to create an, an inviting environment where yeah. children of all ages would mm-hmm. like to approach your scary house? I'm not that motivated <laughs> to get rid of candy. Yeah, and to be honest, we did put a bit of an effort last year, and there was, I think, two knocks on the door. And it was like a gaggle of kids on the back of a, of a pickup truck. No costumes, just out just collecting. Like, just a Mad Max style, just <laughs> running around looking for treats, which was like fine. Old kids? They were a little older, yeah, yeah. Which is oh, which is speaking fine. of old kids, we are going to review old dads at the end of the show. Yes. I just wanted to point that out. Well, we'll tell you when we get there in case you don't want anything spoiled. <laughs> and I'm laughing because, God, what could you possibly spoil about this movie? But uh, yeah, so. I was going to ask if the kids, if your kids dressed up. Lincoln was away uh, visiting his college girlfriend uh, over the Ooh. weekend. And so they went to some uh, frat house ragers, apparently. Um, <laughs> he was dressed as the Joker and she was dressed as Harley Quinn, which is a pretty, uh, you know, standard couple's costume. They looked pretty good, mm-hmm. I thought. They did look good. Yeah. Um, and then Jackson, he, this is another great thing about teenagers, just like, uh, I want to go out for Halloween. I was like, great, go for it. And then we just dropped him off in the rich neighborhood. Well, and his girlfriend lives his there. His girlfriend lives there, yeah. And he also had a couple's costume. She was the Statue of Liberty. Mm. And uh, he was a dude wearing an I Love New York shirt. <laughs> <laughs> 
low maintenance oh, costume. I mean, he could have been John Lennon. You know, there's that famous John Lennon That's I Love New York t-shirt yeah. picture. I, I'm not sure if he's wearing his uh, Coke bottle glasses in that one, but he, he absolutely he's John is. Lennon. He does have curly hair. He's wearing he's wearing Coke la- or the the circular sunglasses, I believe. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's a white t-shirt. He had a black one on. Okay, so really not at all then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that you make it sound like you're. Um, your your two boys are like the bad boys of the scene crashing high society. <laughs> they literally are. They well, literally are. our neighborhood in comparison to theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man. So, so are the parents of these people that they're dating going like, oh, no, don't bring the Doyle boys over. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, you can do better. I'm sure you could do better. <laughs> His dad's up. What? Podcast? That's a job? <laughs> yeah, in his in his basement, in his garage, <laughs> literally. Their parents have real jobs. Yeah, yeah, but it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, um, yeah. Sorry. So, what was the the story? So, one good story. I wasn't I wasn't there, and this is actually Rachel's stories, but I'm going to tell it anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend of hers from Pickle glad we Ball. have her on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can verify the facts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, jump in anytime. Uh, her husband went to uh, Halloween parties dressed as Forrest Gump. Decent costume. You know, we're here in Georgia. <laughs> this guy, okay. let's, call, let's call him Mike, <laughs> uh-huh. went around just introducing himself as Mike, but not Forrest Gump. Like, no, not I'm Forrest Gump. You know, life is like a box of chocolate. He just used the Forrest affectations <laughs> but just introduced himself as Mike so I'm pretty sure that some people most people didn't weren't sure if he was in a costume or not do you know what I mean like I do but so you're of the opinion that if you dress up as someone like um if Jackson or Lincoln was the Joker that he's got to go around all night being like you know I got these scars or whatever There's this Joker. A I don't even know which version of the fucking yeah. Joker he was in the, in the multiversal storytelling <laughs> that we have now <laughs> but like if I if I'm I guess if so if I'm Borat, yeah. do I have to do the voice all night? No, especially if you're wearing like the mankini. It's clear. <laughs> but also oh, uh, sorry, if you're gonna be Borat, what's the point in dressing up as Borat if you're not doing the voice? I mean, a. maybe I walk in, everyone's like, hey, that guy's dressed as Borat. And yeah. I go, Yakshamash. But I'm not doing, I'm not, I'm not ruining the party by, right. by being like, are there any Jews here? Like, what? <laughs> who wants that at a party? Right. But if you're Forrest Gump, like, Forrest Gump sort of dresses like a clean cut normal person most of the time. You know what I mean? Like, and there's also different. Yeah. I could he be dresses Forrest like an, Gump. an agent we used to have. <laughs> Yes, he does. Our, our agent who lived in Atlanta, I'm just putting this together now, did dress like Forrest he, Gump. Yeah, he really actually did. So if you show up like that and then you sort of talk in a slow drawl, people may just think you have special needs or something. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not yeah, but, a costume. But, you're, but he didn't. <laughs> so, But you're saying that if he did talk in the Forrest Gump voice, people would think he had some developmental issues. Yes, but he was. Right. He was in character all night and didn't, and just t- had regular conversations in character, introducing himself with his own name. And my friend was like, nobody got it. And so we're like, we didn't bother really socializing. Like, these people aren't our people if they don't get our jokes. I'm like, they might have thought he was special needs, yeah. babe. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they were just being super polite and nice. Yeah. I, mean, I feel good about humanity after that. Right? Uh, they're like, they're like uh, would you like some candy? We have plenty of chocolates. Wow. <laughs> you keep saying you love them. He's going up to someone dressed as a flapper, pulls a feather off the dress. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I got a call from my father, and um, they're, they're moving into this, I don't know, I guess you call it, it's not really a retirement community, but you have to be of, I think, 50 and above to buy property there yeah and uh so someone on their street is having a party and they've never met any of these people right they haven't really moved in yet yeah and uh so my dad calls me goes uh so we have to go to this halloween party uh just trying to put together a costume what do you think about me going as a rapper (laughs) i'm like oh boy uh like well what does that mean to you (laughs) 
It's like, well, you know, I would take a hat, I'd wear it backwards, right. uh, I'd find a, a piece of jewelry, wear it around my neck, uh, you know, wear my craziest t-shirt and uh, some, some shorts. And I was like, okay, I have to ask, and on your face? He's like, um... <laughs> Uh, sunglasses and I was like Kay. and he's like and what I was like anything else he's like no I was like okay fine uh, I mean this is like borderline acceptable he's like but would would anyone you know dress and I was like no but also in addition to being kind of maybe borderline not great it's also like a reference that's 30 to 40 years yeah. old at this point like oh rapper guy with a chain and a baggy pants and you could see his underwear and he goes baggy pants and you can see my underwear why did I think of that I love it I love but it but in the I, end I, uh, <laughs> they sent me a picture he went as Harry Potter so a slight turn oh okay um, I think my I, brother-in-law who he was staying with first had this uh, old costume so oh, he just threw that on that's easy um, yeah. I like to think that his wildest T-shirt is like Margaritaville or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's definitely he's definitely not a parrothead. I'm trying to think of what his craziest T-shirt might be. <laughs> uh, it's just de- definitely a solid color, and so instead of putting on the black, the navy, or the gray, maybe he has a red. Mm. <laughs> right. But that's that's uh, about as far as it goes. Rachel, um, can I give you a really quick producer? Tip. Stop touching the headphones. No. This is about the time <laughs> where I would sneak out and turn off the furnace oh, that shit. we forgot to turn off. Yeah. Oh, so. it, that's the noise that I was talking about. That the, you, you oh. gaslit me. Oh, no, interesting no. that you gaslit me about a furnace. <laughs> Welcome to my world, Matt. Oh my Welcome God. to my world. Go turn off the furnace. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how that's how that term was invented, JD. Yes. Yeah, uh, isn't it exciting when you get to live an is this good topic in the wild? Yeah. Oh, yes. Right. So I lived one um, on Monday. Great. I went it. to see Interpol at the Greek Theater in L.A. Oh, I was wondering. Charles. I was wondering uh, who you uh, who you had seen. I didn't get the reference. You you posted a, a picture with a caption. Yes, which I, I said. I Turn on the get. bright lights. The name of yes. their seminal first album. I should have got. That. And so he took me for my birthday. It was very nice. Shout out to Charles. And we've got seats in the in the second section mm-hmm. but like maybe four rows from the the start that's a they were good seats right in the middle elevated like and, balcony it looked almost yeah uh, not a balcony but it's pretty like it's pretty slanted the gotcha. greek theater okay i mean you, close your eyes and picture a greek theater uh, I, i'm there pretend you're in athens <laughs> pretend you're in where where were you corfu uh, corfu yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i'm sure there was an amphitheater there 100%. it wasn't flat definitely right. not flat because these greeks understood sight lines they they got it Except they for the columns. It. The columns kind of get in the way, but... No, there's no columns. I know, I'm kidding. Well, now's not a time to be joking, J.D. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. We don't joke about columns, be they Doric, <laughs> Ionic, or the third one. <laughs> What's the third column? Opinion. Opinion column. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They invented that, too. God, they are fucking <laughs> yeah. smart. Fuck their uh, All right. So this is a seated concert. Okay. And so they, they come out. They play their first song, which is called Untitled, the first song on the first album. And it's, it's definitely a it's slower, but great song. Mm. And everyone is sitting. Okay. And there's next to us on the aisle, there is uh, a couple. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed almost like a first or second date, a man and a woman. Mm. And the woman in the row in front of that woman is the only person that stands up. Like, one person standing up in the entire section. (laughs) And the woman next to me goes, wow. Your girlfriend? Not my girlfriend, the girl sitting next to me. This is so great. This is perfect. Wow. And then, at first, I had a little bit of sympathy for her, but I was like, no, she, this... I can hear you, and the person next to you can hear you, but there's no way that this woman who's standing at a rock concert can hear your sarcasm. It's not going to work. If you would like her to sit down, you're going to have to tap her, or you're just going to have to accept it. Because if you do this, if you say, wow, this is so great, this is so perfect sarcastically for the whole fucking show, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> so she does it through the whole first song. Wow. 
then the next song kicks in <laughs> obstacle number one actually the next song on the first album it's a bit more up tempo okay. and now everybody stands up okay. so now i stand up the woman next to me stands up and she looks at her boyfriend and goes wow <laughs> wow this is so great this is perfect oh and it was then i realized she wasn't being sarcastic <laughs> That's I lived the Dave Foley um, Kids in the Hall sarcasm man sketch in real life. That's amazing. She's very dry. Who's talking, please? Oh, jeez. Well, funnily enough, then later in the show, she asked me for a lighter. Well, she said, "I, uh, Mike, you got a lighter," and I was like, "Oh my God, she's Australian." Okay. Which is just to say how deadpan her voice was that I didn't even realize she had an accident when she was going, wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, they, they are naturally a sarcastic people, yeah, I feel they, like, the I Australians. Think, I think they have a, a gift for sarcasm, sure. Yeah. Anyways, it was it was really great because then she got super fucked up, started smoking a joint, she fell over, <laughs> and then uh, they left during the last song presumably to get to their car faster it was pda you don't leave during pda but then anyways that's that's a different story and uh though we have done leaving the concert before the end of the, or we've done leaving events before the yeah. end of the event yeah as a topic too uh of course she forgot her purse and uh <laughs> just looking at it like well that's work for matt now i'm gonna have to pull out her id and try to find her on facebook but then they came back so oh, that was uh, that was good thereby not saving any time so she caught you going through her wallet she did catch me going through it <laughs> you were trying to help you were trying to help as you took the money back out of your pocket and put it back in yeah eating those birth control pills like they were pez wow uh so the initial wow like yeah what was she just like enjoying the music is that like wow, they're think playing this just, song, and yeah. I just, I'm really, in, really enjoying this. Like that, I think you know, as those angular guitars cut through the nighttime air, she was <laughs> just she felt emotions. But it just happened to be that she said the first wow right when the other woman stood up. Okay, so I was like, well, obviously she's trying to do the thing where you're where you you be passive aggressive, right? And then that person in front of you gets the picture and sits down. But she was just being enthusiastic in the most blasé way possible, and I, I I respected it. Anyways, it was a great show. Happy I went. Yeah. I'm happy that you went, too, and shout out to Charles for the tickets. Shout out to Charles for the ticket. Uh, going back to Halloween for a second, did you see this Halloween candy quiz in the New York Times? I did not. Okay. So I wanted to, well, even though you're, you've been in the building, you don't follow every story that they put out i don't i play i play uh what's the the mini crossword mini and that's about it Mm -hmm. so you're what 15 years old feeling pretty good about yourself (laughs) feel fucking great (laughs) are you not a connections guy i actually am a connections guy i i I like that way more than the the mini yeah i want to go back though they don't they don't have the archives like i gotta no i'll send you a website that that compiles them okay It's going to change your life. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, okay, so there was a Halloween quiz, whatever. We're not going to go through it. But the first question raised my eyebrows. This is the first question. Okay. And you can answer it. Rachel, you can answer it as well. Okay. True or false, it is possible for a child to get a, quote, sugar high after eating too much candy. True or false? False. Agreed. Rachel? Agreed. Really? Because, <laughs> so I said true. It said Incorrect. Parents know all too well that certain sugar-infused activities, like gorging on candy on Halloween night, can bring out a kid's wild side. But the sugar-high myth has been debunked. There's no evidence that sugar can influence a child's behavior or cognitive function or make a child hyperactive. And I guess it raised an eyebrow is because I still feel like I get sugar-high. <laughs> so why, why do you think this is a, like why? Why do you think it's not true? Have you observed it not being true? Like, do your kids not? Did your kids not go fucking nuts? When they ate like uh, pixie stick? Uh, not really. Not re- I mean, I've al- I've also heard that it wasn't true. Yeah, and I think yeah. That- so. Well, you've read Doctor Spock. Now you fucking know everything. <laughs> I can't bring you any questions about parenting now. I'm done. I've almost done that chapter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We don't know any of the updated information, and we don't want to know. To be fair, honest, but uh, uh, the- classic old dad. <laughs> oh yeah. 
whenever this comment comes up, it's at a birthday party or something. It's like, oh, these kids are going crazy because we serve cake. Mm, it's like, mm. uh, no, it's because you they're whacking a p- pinata with a fucking stick, and it's a fucking party. That that's why they're all crazy and amped up. Maybe like, it's artificial colors. Mm. But oh, but I don't understand. Yeah. If you eat, you're telling me that like a kid wouldn't wouldn't react differently if you gave them a giant piece of chocolate cake mm-hmm. versus <clears throat> a bowl of arugula. Well, like I, I mean, I understand I mean, they'd be more excited about the cake, right. but but physically, physiologically, one is basically nothing and yes. no calories, and the other is just high, high dense calories shit ton of sugar mm-hmm. all carbs that um you know give you a burst of energy and then make you crash spiky. i mean i don't know isn't this didn't we agree on this it feels we being, like it's spiky we being the glucose. medical community yeah yeah right so what doesn't that change your behavior for instance like if you eat a snickers bar only for lunch does that not change your behavior versus if you have a salad i definitely am not craving the sugar after i finished maybe i feel yeah i mean i feel kind of better yeah for 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 half hour Until and then the you then you fall asleep in fact maybe that's what we should be doing is giving our kids <laughs> snickers and pixie sticks before bed half hour before bed they go crazy mm. yeah, yeah it's well it's kind of like to, uh, crash. the adult version of an edible you got to time <laughs> yes. it just right yeah so that it's not you know you want it maybe slightly on the downward side or just mm-hmm. before you go to turkey bed. that makes you sleepy does it Oh yeah, why don't you why don't you give him a nice glass of Beaujolais too while you're at it? Well, you know, normally I say trust the science, but I don't believe in this. I think okay. the sugar high, I think the sugar high is real. Because so you're saying that it's the other kids and the thrill of the birthday party that's making them go nuts. So yeah. if you're just saying if you had one kid at home or just the your the brothers at home and mm-hmm. you gave them a ton of sugar, there would be no difference in their personality than if you gave them a bowl of salad. If you gave, if there was a child just by itself, the only child, and you, and you gave that child a piece of chocolate cake, they might be happier, and they may have a little bit of a dopamine, like, hmm, that was good. But I don't think they they would be bouncing off the walls. Maybe you put a little okay. cocaine in there. Well, I have to trust you. Well, Until I have a kid, I yeah. have to believe. Trust the science. Unless yeah, it trust, was a, unless it was a bad source. Yeah, trust the science unless you don't believe it, and then when, in which case, don't trust the science. That's ask questions, do your own research, <laughs> watch some YouTube videos by a guy in Australia who like has you know observed chimpanzees or something. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That just phrase did not make any sense. Uh, one more question from this quiz that I want to ask you because I okay. heard you talking about this on No Dunks. According to sales data from the past fifteen years. The most popular Halloween candy is, it was multiple choice, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, mm-hmm. M&M's, mm-hmm. Snickers, Starburst. Interesting. I'm going to swerve and I'm going to say Starburst. I'm gonna say okay. Reese's. You're going to say Reese's? Yeah, why are you saying Starburst? It's the only non-chocolate one that you said. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I think people like that kind of sweet i do not myself but uh Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. people are into it and i think that uh snickers and uh reese's peanut butter cups both have peanuts Mm. and i think people are weird about peanuts okay so that crosses you should have led with that that's uh, that's your best point smart Okay, I'm. I'm but you're wrong. It, through on it the is fly. Reese's. It <laughs> is Reese's. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, Rachel, you have won a veto for an ed- future yes! edit. I have an extra vote. Oh my god. Yeah, save it for something good, though. I will <laughs> save it. Save it for the baby I really love. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, that is a good point. I didn't even think of that. That in a peanut-free world. You would think these wouldn't be that popular, yeah. but Reese's. Now you're also not thinking Reese's is the normal packaging is orange, right? Oh, so it looks Halloweeny, right? Mm. That's that's a great point. Uh, you know, I said this. Uh, people got mad, but I, I was like, overrated the Reese's peanut butter cup. Overrated. No, it's not. I do have to disagree. I know you. everybody disagrees, but that's fine. I mean, you I, said, I'm not saying it's too sweet. It's too sweet. It's <laughs> too and sweet. ice cream is too cold, I, and I, coffee I is too hot. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
You know what I do with my Reese's peanut butter cups? I take actual peanuts and I force them in, <laughs> into the peanut butter cups to add a bit of salty goodness that and is crunch. So weird. I've literally done this. Many, many, many times. I have never seen you do it, but now I'm disturbed. Yeah. Well, it's not surprising considering this is a man that's angry that <laughs> Nutella is not making a flavor of Nutella with uh, crunchy hazelnuts in it. Yeah. I am still. I'm not I'm not that angry, but I am a little bit angry. I like texture. I like a nice bite. Back. I'm lucky. No, I do. I do understand. I'm lucky I you haven't understand. put any peanuts in me. Oh, Too much? Too far? Too far. Too far. Everything else is I'm getting not... it shoved in. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> well, Rachel's keeping that in. <laughs> Something that I know you want to talk about. So this is a headline from Variety. Yeah. One of, one of our most trusted resources in the entertainment community. Mm-hmm. Headline is, Killers of the Flower Moon Intermission Violations. Apple Paramount cracked down on a handful of theaters breaking agreements. So the story basically kills the Flower Moon, the new Martin Scorsese movie. Uh, it is out in theaters before it goes on Apple Plus, and it is three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And some theaters, mostly in Europe, yeah, and we'll get to that little wrinkle in a second. Some theaters are putting in a intermission, and Scorsese and the editor and the distribution team is saying, "No, you can't do that. We didn't tell you to put an intermission here. You are altering." our film and they put the kibosh on it yeah so i was wondering what you thought about this both from a man who wants an artistic vision to remain as it is yes but also as a man who perhaps wants to pee every now and then yeah uh i'm this was the breaking point for me and martin scorsese okay uh enough enough man like, this fucking movie is longer than Hamilton. And you you don't put a goddamn... And no, and no rapping. Zero rap... Well, I haven't seen it, but zero rapping, I hear. I'm, I'm sorry, but like... And also, okay, from the from a point of view of a, an audience member who I always have to piss, like when I go to a movie like and I'm it's I'm literally like Oppenheimer is like ah, now now should I go now like I don't want to miss the big boom but (laughs) (laughs) so uh, you you have to pick your time your time judiciously okay so so you're if you're sitting in a theater and you've had like a jumbo popcorn and fucking massive cokes that they sell you're gonna have to pee within an hour like you will be dying by by three hours by two hours let alone three and a half okay so there's that but look at it from the point of view of the 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 poor theater owner who their show times have cut down by what? Like how many less shows do you have in a day? There's only 24 hours in a day. So you can only show like two viewings of this new Martin, Martin Scorsese movie. That's supposed to be a masterpiece, but you can't sell any popcorn. Like let, let them go out and buy some shit and have, have a piss, right? Like, <laughs> sorry, but like three and a half hours is too long to be sitting in a theater Without an intermission. Like, it's it's not unreasonable. And to be cracking down on it, I, it's just like... Like, Scorsese's already fucking pissed me off with all this, oh, Marvel movies have ruined movies. And then he turns around and makes a fucking three-and-a-half-hour opus. Like, and, that, and he was bitching about Marvel movies back when he made The Irishman, which was a hunk of shit. Sorry, everybody. It was terrible. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, first of all, I guess we should both say we haven't seen Kills of the Flash. I have not seen it. I am looking forward to see it, but there's no fucking way I'm seeing it in the theater, Martin. Because <laughs> you're, bu- you're going to buy a ticket to Europe <laughs> so you could watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let me go. I want to go out and have a beer in the <laughs> halfway through the movie. Oh, well, then mean, you have to pee even more. Yeah, it's like, okay, okay, Martin, don't sell your, your fucking movie to TBS then because they're going to put a lot more intermissions than just one in it. Okay, that's interesting. Let me, so there's an there's a part of the article where it says, while Scorsese has not directly addressed the intermission, he defended the long runtime of Killers of the Flower Moon in an interview with the Hindustan Times saying, quote, people say it's three hours, but come on, you can sit in front of the TV and watch something for five hours. <laughs> a couple things to note. It's not three hours. It's three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. So even Scorsese is like trying to pad it down a (laughs) little bit. Uh, And weird comparison, I think, because if you're watching, sitting on your couch and watching TV for five hours, you're telling me you're not pausing that thing 
at least three times in five hours to pee or get a snack from the kitchen or someone calls, you know, whatever. So I don't understand. It's like, I don't know. It's it's like a flight attendant yelling at me because I'm not sleeping on a plane. And then (laughs) if they were like, oh, so at your house where you're comfortable, (laughs) you'll sleep in your bed for eight hours uninterrupted. But here in the middle seat in economy on frontier, you won't catch a few winks. We're very insulted. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. Like Oppenheimer was long and yeah. it did feel long towards the end but in the end at the end of the day i was like i'm glad i saw it and i'm glad i saw it in theaters because frankly if i did see it at home i would have paused this thing like five times at this point point. Right. and you know what it reminds me of boyhood the richard linklater movie yeah. with uh, ethan hawk where they filmed it over I 13 forget how many years, years like i think 13 years yeah. so you literally see them age mm-hmm. uh like i think the boy from five to 18 yep I saw it in theaters and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then when it came out on DVD or streaming or whatever, I found that the people that had watched it at home didn't really like it as much because they were like, eh, it was kind of boring. And I, then I looked at my phone right. and then I paused. You know, it didn't really hold together for me. Mm-hmm. So there are some experiences where, <laughs> frankly, if you're just forced to shut off your fucking phone for three hours, yeah. you do have a lot better of an experience. I don't disagree with that at all. I, I I agree with Martin. Marty? Can I call you Marty? I agree <laughs> yeah, you with... you just can't call him Martin! <laughs> <laughs> I, agree, I agree that, uh, you know, he wants it to be shown uh, uh, the way he intended it to be seen, which is apparently with a full bladder busting at the seams and fucking can't wait to get out of there. But, <laughs> yeah, going, going, God, I wish this would end. God, yeah. I wish this would end. Yeah, I'm... I like long movies. I... There's... I've never complained about a movie being too long. Uh, you'll never hear me complain about that. Well, that's not true. You definitely aren't you doing would. that right now? Well, I haven't seen the movie. I'm complaining about the fact that he's getting upset that people want to piss. That's it. Like, okay, what would you do? So you're a theater in Colorado. You want to put an intermission mm-hmm. to give people a chance to pee, and and frankly, obviously, as you said, to get more concession money. Yep. What do you do? So like, there's a hard cut between. Scene X and scene Y. Yeah. You just put a cut in there so it just goes junk and then it goes to black and then the lights come up. Or are you finding the the cut point and then putting in a little fade? Because now you really are altering the movie. Yeah. What, you, so what, what would you do? If I was just going rogue? I, yeah, I would. I would find I would find the natural middle point. I, I mean, I don't know the structure of this. I mean, if it's a standard three act structure for, a, you know... I mean, ideally, there's two intermissions, really, between the first act and the okay, second no, act. Okay, no, 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 no. I, I don't want two intermissions. Okay, but, uh, yeah, yeah you, would find a, you would find a swell, a, a good scene. I mean, people people do this all the time, like people who work in television trying to find, like, the, you know, a cliffhanger or something, you mm-hmm. know, a hook at the end of it, uh, at, at the end of a scene, and then you fade to black. You, you have to fade to black. And you put up a sign saying intermission. I, I just okay, watched but 2001. He didn't want to fade there. He didn't want to fade there. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. So it's what what Marty has to do. If Marty wants to make three and a half hour movies, he has to build in an, a, a, a natural intermission break. I just watched 2001, Stanley Kubrick, masterpiece, very long, very, very long. The opening scene. And also, no rapping. And zero rapping in that one, too. <laughs> My name is Hal, and I'm here to say. <laughs> we watched it on Max. This is how long it is. The opening shot, and this is a generational thing, Jackson was like, um, did the screensaver on the TV kick in? <laughs> because it's literally just a landscape. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but there's a moment in the movie I'm watching it on HBO where it fades to black and the word intermission comes up. And I was like, "Awesome. I'm going to go take a piss now." <laughs> Wait, why was so why was that there? It that's in the original cut of the movie. I mean, it was there for maybe 5 seconds, but uh-huh. like that's it's built into the movie because Kubrick was like, "Uh, people are probably going to want to piss." <laughs> Or at least 
in those those days and go have a smoke. Nah, they let them smoke in the theater. Yeah, they were there. smoking the theater. But but yeah, the it's just like um, you know who's watching this movie? Human beings who have <laughs> bodily functions that they want to take care of, and they don't have three hours is an unreasonable time. Anyways, it goes back to we went to see Jesus Christ Superstar, a live show, and I had to piss like crazy because they serve these massive beers, and I'm like, oh, and I know Jesus Christ Superstar from beginning to end. I could sing the whole thing right now for you. I won't. <laughs> But I'm like, oh God, here comes here comes the intermission. And these guys, this production, right through. They had no intermission. Whoa. And this was I it was under two hours, easily under two hours, this production. No intermission. I was dying. I had to piss so badly. And this was live theater. You don't get up. You don't get up in the middle of uh you know, a, a show to go piss you're in front you don't get up during day by day is that from jesus christ no that's god's spell come on (laughs) how dare you compare the two uh yeah Uh, but i'm saying that has rapping in it um i believe that's hamilton (laughs) okay interesting i think i've told you before when i was like 20 and and doing the backpacking through europe thing we found ourselves in zurich i don't remember why and and sorry to to my zurichians it's not the most exciting city especially when you've been to prague and right Budapest and and Paris mm-hmm. and uh, we, it was like a sweltering summer day so hot so humid we're hung over walking the streets and we walk by this theater and on the front it said Shrek the original Shrek had just come out huh. and we said you know what is it insane to go in there like you can have a beer and it'll be air conditioned because right we're super hot and we'll just sit down in a dark room for like 90 minutes. Is that crazy? No. And we just, we did it. And halfway through, it's like, uh, you know, when, when the real, the real runs out and it goes, it looks almost like shunk, like yeah. blows out from white. Mm-hmm. In the middle of the movie, that happened. And I was like, oh man, the projector's broken. Mm-hmm. But then like no one, there's no hubbub. Everyone just politely gets up and walks out. And yeah. then I was like, oh, this is just an intermission during Shrek. Yeah. Same. So it can be done. And you know what? I, I loved it. I loved it. It did not impede exactly. my appreciation of the film Shrek. Exactly. That is a little bit harsh <laughs> to just let the reel run out. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Well. <laughs> but I I was the same thing. I was in Amsterdam when Silence of the Lambs, Lambs came out and I saw it and it was the same thing. It's like, that's an hour and a 90 minute movie and they put an intermission in it. It was fucking great. So bring back the intermission. Shut the fuck up, Marty. Or make sure to move. I disagree with you about the shut the fuck up, Marty. Why? I, I disagree with you on that. Go on. Well, he's what he's having a bit of a war with uh, Joe Russo's. Is that what his name? Yeah, the Russo brothers. Yeah. 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 And and good so directors. His... They're great directors. <laughs> uh, I would like to show you uh, this new TV show they made. It's not good. Okay, I'd like to show you uh, Endgame and uh, Infinity War. A culmination of 20 movies, of 18 movies. It's a goddamn... I'd like to show you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and while I'm at it, why don't I show you The Irishman? A fucking Marty Scorsese fucking jerking off in my face for three and a half hours. It's like, oh, look, they look so young. Uh, did you see how young they look? Oh, my God. All I remember from that is the scene where De Niro has to curb stomp someone. <laughs> it yeah. just looks like... <laughs> uh, it just looks like someone right off screen is holding a walker. Yeah. Um, just just waiting for him. But no, okay, that- I, I, like, I like that he's a dissenting voice in this bullshit entertainment that we we have been being fed for the last like 15 years i do that too. is my opinion i i marvel can exist but i do that's my that's all i'm fact. saying yeah but but it has drastically changed movies and what gets made and the event film it, like the the middle tier budget film doesn't get made anymore because this has conditioned people to only go to the theater when it's like a $300 million movie with bings and bangs and 30 celebrities in it. Mm-hmm. And I like that an auteur or someone that has something to say that's not about people wearing tights is still able to say it. 
And I, and I think it's a good to have a dissenting voice when the mainstream mass popular culture is asking you to read 30 articles before you go into a movie or analyzing, uh, you know, Thor 3, like, you know, like it's a Proust novel. Anyways, I just think I, I do like him being a voice out there. But anyways, well, I, I agree guess, with you are there. We gonna, I agree are we with- both going to see it? Yeah, I'm definitely going to see it, but I'm not seeing it in theater. Oh, you're not seeing it in theaters? No, okay. I'll see it on digital. And so. yet you'll sit on your couch and watch TV for five hours. I will. Also, I will. five hours is a long time. <clears throat> That's a long time TV. to be on your couch. It's yeah, <laughs> a long for time. For sure. Uh, okay, one more thing. Uh, did you see the scooped bagels Twitter <laughs> argument? I, I Yes. I, okay. I didn't actually get into it because I was like, mm, this feels anti-Semitic to me. Okay, well, we'll get to why he's in a second. But this guy, Taylor Offer on TikTok, he did a classic, like, front-facing camera, walking down the street. He's in New York, and he's saying, oh, you know, like, New York is just so crazy. Like, uh, in L.A., I'll walk into a bagel shop, and I'll say, I'd like a scooped gluten-free bagel. Scooped, if you don't know, means you take, you slice the bagel in half, and then you scoop out the, the bready middle part. Right. And so he's like, in L.A., when I asked for a scooped gluten-free bagel, they're like, oh, sure, sure, we'd love to do that. We have five gluten-free options. Mm -hmm. Happy to do that for you. And he's like, but I'm in New York now, and I walked into a place, and I said, can I get a scooped gluten-free bagel? And the guy said, dude, I'm not fucking scooping your bagel, bro. Get out of here with that shit. So people got upset at the guy. He became, you know, a bit of a main character, as they say. And they were like, scooping bagels. This is the the greatest insult that you could ever do to a bagel. And I would like to know where you stand on this. Well, I don't, I hate, I mean, I hate to point out the obvious, but obviously there's still gluten in a a scooped out bagel, right? Am I missing something? No, no, the whole bagel is gluten-free. That's a bagel, a gluten-free bagel? Yes. Okay, get the fuck out of here with I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it's it's true that it, he like he parrots the guy being angry at him for asking to scoop out the bagel. Okay. But I thought it was I, would, like, I could also think that a guy in New York would yell at you for wanting a gluten free. Yeah, bagel. totally. The Yeah, I thought it was sort of like slang like get rid of the gl- gluten by Oh, by, no, that, by that's way dumber. Out. I know, I that's do what I mean. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's dumb. Well, but why do you think it's anti-Semitic? I don't know because uh, I thought he was gonna like it was in New York and it had to do with bagels and I didn't want to. I just thought it was gonna be. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> I didn't want to have like a bad, dewy impression. You know what I mean? And be feel. I do bad. understand it. Yeah. In these difficult times, it's important not to yeah, stereotype. Exactly. Um. So maybe love bagels, but, but other people love bagels too. That yeah, you're right. You're right. The joke's on me because I guess I was the one being anti-Semitic, thinking that it was going to be anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyways, here's the thing with the scooped out bagel. I'm into it. I am into it. I yeah, will baby. Always scoop time. I don't scoop them. I will actually just cut a bagel like a Big Mac bun, and I will just toss the middle. The middle one, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you, so you're doing a three cut, a three cut, or, there, or there's three pieces. At there's the end three pieces at the end, and the middle oh, piece. So I, I don't chuck. like that. I don't like that. But then I'm you're not, not scooping, to be honest. I'm not. I'm not scooping, but I am making it thinner. It never occurred to me to scoop. It seems like a lot of work. <laughs> I don't think it's more work than perfectly surgically yeah, slicing a bagel right. two times. Yeah, that's bagels not are easy. sometimes hard to cut. Yeah, but. You know, like, look, we don't we don't have to get into the whole Montreal bagels, New York bagels. Oh. I think that is uh, there's the no most, need because the yeah. Montreal is far superior. Is superior, but yeah. whatever. You know, I grew up eating that. They're thinner, they're lighter, they're yeah. airier. Tiny bit of sweetness there, mm-hmm. and you know, very crunch. You know, crunchy outside, yeah. very moist inside. Like eating a a, a cake almost, yeah. frankly. Suffice and it to say, I would never do that to a Montreal bagel. Ever. I would never do that to a Montreal bagel, and I would think it would be absurd. Yeah. But you're getting these bagels in New York and, and other places. They're, they're like, and I Googled this. I said, bagel is equivalent to how much bread? Multiple sites, 3.15. <laughs> sounds like I'm making that up. Okay. It's like pie. It's rounded pie right. is one bagel. <laughs> so that's a lot of fucking bread. It's a lot of so bread. So I was at... 
I was at Skeets and Norris recently when I was in LA, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I woke up. They had some bagels in the counter, and again, these are not like I'm not. There was a wonderful bagel, a perfectly fine bagel, but it was like in a plastic bag. It, it's not like I have to respect this bagel become because it comes from a renowned <laughs> bakery. This is being mass produced somewhere in a factory, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. So I, I have no respect for this bagel. None, and <laughs> none. So you shouldn't. So do I want three and a half slices of bread? No. I want a little divot to put my my toppings mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. Now, did they when you're in someone else's house scooping a bagel, now you have a pile of bread. You, I tried to discreetly throw it in the garbage. Nora said, "What are you doing?" I said, oh, "Nothing." She said, "What's all that bread?" I said, "I'm scooping this bagel." She, you know, was horrified. But really? again, I don't need that much bread. Right. And this is just like getting up imagine getting upset at the way someone eats i don't know a ding dong or you know it's just something mass produced garbage it's like right. what let, let people do what they want now all that being said i would absolutely never ask for a worker in a store to scoop my bagel for me right yeah like just get their little fingies in my bagel like yeah, yeah. so no, that's what you're doing you're me. literally just picking it out yeah. like yeah, 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 yeah okay yeah yeah that's yeah, yeah. You can't. So I do agree. The guy's was a little bit off here that he's just like confidently striding into a bagel shop, right? Like, <laughs> he's going to go into a diner and ask the waitress to cut the crusts off his grilled cheese. <laughs> exactly. Is he mid twenties? Like, <laughs> he's mid twenties, right? Uh, he maybe a little bit older than that, to be honest. What do you like making this an age thing? Well, I mean, I would never assume that somebody would do that kind of work. I don't know. Well, it's, you're saying he's entitled. Well, I think okay. it's it's a culture thing. It's a LA culture versus uh, versus New York culture, and yeah, but but generally, if you're going into your average New York bagel shop, yeah. like they're they're proud, they're artisans. You know yes, what I'm saying? One hundred percent. In LA, there's a couple of good bagel places, but I think just generally, it's not it's not as sacrosanct because right. n- no one's going, "Wow, you got to try an LA bagel." Right. So if you want to scoop it and get it gluten free, no one here gives a shit. Right. But in New York, they're they're proud of it. Yeah. But. There is something about having the worker, like, almost like, because the dough is part of the bread. I'm really stating the obvious here. <laughs> but would, would by the same token, you could ask for a scooped out muffin or right. scone or something. Yeah. yeah. Right? Totally. It's just like, a weird thing to do. Yeah. You just ask for the cream cheese on the side and you do it yourself. You do it yourself. You get Yeah, <clears throat> they're putting in too much cream cheese, too. But... I, that's preach. that's the problem with the scoop preach. out. Sometimes they're putting in even more because they're putting it in the moat. Right. Yeah. Oh, so then it's all. Yeah. You, you got to do it yourself. You got to just go to. No, your... no, no. I see. I disagree with that too. I want them to do it. I just want them to do it respectfully. I don't need to. I don't. I, I don't need death by cream cheese. You know so, what I'm saying? Uh, no. Okay, but I'm saying. Are they wearing but... gloves at least? Because all the stuff under their nails, all you right. don't want. Going they're not through. scooping barehanded, Rachel. <laughs> So where, so where are you landing on this? So the the New York delis were in the right by refusing to yes. scoop for this yeah. guy. Okay, or, I agree or, with you. Or I guess I would more put it, this guy's a little crazy for confidently striding into yeah. a New York bagel shop and asking them to scoop it. Yeah. yeah. A- unless it's like written on the menu. We we scoop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It should be on the menu. Scooped. Right. Sp- scoop bagels. And it's like triple the price, which it should be. <laughs> right. You get less. <laughs> but But the labor. The labor. It's, the lineup behind you. You bought the parts, you. but it's the labor. Exactly. Yeah, the lineup behind you. Exactly. exactly. All right, so quick housekeeping. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash isthisgood. What are you going to get? You're going to get ad-free episodes. Mm-hmm. You're going to get access to our thriving community on Discord. Mm-hmm. You're going to get an exclusive episode of The Great Beyond every month that no one else will hear. And you're going to feel the warmth of supporting independent, <laughs> I was going to say journalism, <laughs> broadcasting, <laughs> something. Yes. And please... Do not piss while you're listening to the show. Like, don't do it. No, because I that disagree. is not that's not how we intended it. Oh, I see. I see. I I think if you're going to piss, here's what I don't want. I don't want you to pause the show. I want you to leave your earbuds in yeah. and just piss as we're talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's the ultimate sign of respect is is we go along with you to do your tasks. Okay. Okay, you know what? I'm yes, I'm with you. I, I actually would argue that is exactly how a podcast oh, is intended. Hon- yeah, you're right. You're right. 
Yeah, if you're not stopping, if you're not pausing this thing 12 times because a work call comes in or you have to parallel park so you, you can't have any noise, then you're not listening to this as it was intended. Exactly. Uh, but you can also do a free chop, patreon.com slash is this good if you want to check it out. Send me emails to is this good pod at gmail.com and subscribe on YouTube. JD is and Rachel are both killing it over there. They're doing these little, uh, little trailers almost to hook you at the start mm. of the show. Oh yeah, the little taste. Yeah. People are they're, they're saying Zach Harper saying, "Oh yeah, like I would accept not having to be vegan if I house it if they let me jerk off." You're like, "What? What the hell does that mean? Those two things don't fit together." Well, all is explained in the show. And leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're up to 377. I said I want to get to 400. We're getting closer, so I do appreciate that. Mm. And uh, JD, you ready to talk old dads? I'm ready. Let's okay, do it. Okay, so if if you haven't seen old dads. And you don't want it spoiled for you. Don't listen. But I, I honestly think that you should just listen because <laughs> I don't know what we're going to be spoiling. And yeah. it'll be a nice companion piece. So uh, first of all, did Rachel, Rachel, did you watch with JD? I did. Okay. Old moms. I mean, no offense. You're younger than him. So <laughs> you're fine. normal moms. Normal moms and old dads. How old is he? He's not that old. He, well, in real life, he's 55. But I think in the movie, what does he say? He's 49. 49. I was found it interesting that he lowered his age in the movie. Yeah, I think maybe to match the the age of his son. Does Bill Burr have kids? Oh, when he had a son, he yeah, did, he does have a kid yeah. late in life. Like, yeah, so it's semi autobiographical, I guess, yeah. in that sense. But yeah, so yeah, this is about three old dads. Three old dads. You got Bill Burr. He's the main old dad. Mm-hmm. You got Bobby Cannavale, mm-hmm. old dad number two. And Bokeem Woodbine, who I've, I've, he looked very familiar to me, but I couldn't rem- see from what. Well, he was, looked it up. he was in Spider-Man for one. Um, okay. Uh, Martin Scorsese's as... favorite movie. <laughs> he played, my favorite thing that he's done is played Mike Milligan, and I think it was season three of Fargo. Um, oh, yes. That's what I know. And goddamn, that character is he's so good. So great. And he is, he's from then, he's been one of my favorites. Whenever I see Bokeem Woodbine, I'm in. I'm totally in. So, I was, well, were I was, you in on this movie? I mean, I was happy to see him. And I, I thought the cast was great. Shout out to Jackie Tone. Like, uh, oh, Jackie yeah. Tone. Former Is This Good guest, Jackie yeah. Tone. Playing Bobby, she caught Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, I mean, we got to have her back on. I'd love to hear the behind the scenes uh, of this film. Um, I thought the cast was 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 great. For you know, I I yeah, feel like sure. they weren't really given anything to do. Uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, I, I mean, it was it was like oh, Rory Scoville right at the end of the movie. Uh, it was yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, it was, Natasha Leggero's yeah. in this, and uh, a, a big head from uh, uh, I don't <laughs> Silicon know Valley. So Silicon Valley. Um, yeah, I mean the the cast was good. I will say that. Okay, but how did you feel about the movie? <laughs> I did. I wouldn't recommend it. I don't think. No, not no, to see. Very bad. And here's okay, a, I, go on. It, well, yeah. No, you go ahead. Very simply, uh, all the cliche things. I'm happy to see uh, an R-rated comedy in production. I'm glad that that happened. Uh, (laughs) You know, um, I like the cast. Um, I like Bill Burr. But it here's the thing. Here's my thing. It you can you can write and direct your movie, or you can write and be in your movie. Or you can direct and be in your movie, but you can't do all three. You can't do all three. That should be a rule moving forward. Because I feel mm. like this material, if it was under the, you know, if it was either somebody else playing Bill Burr's character or if Larry uh, Larry Charles was directing this movie, I think it would be way better. It was a fucking mess. There was hardly any, you know, who cares about the plot on one hand, but also... There's so many times in this movie where I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be so goddamn tedious, this whole storyline. Th- is this the path we're going down? This guy has to behave himself for three months or whatever, and that's the movie? And then, no. Oh, this guy has to go and find a dude in the middle of the desert to be a superstar? <laughs> is this going to be the movie? Nah, no. Nope. but <laughs> So it's just like, 
Okay. So is, is this movie going to be like an analyze this where he has to go meet with the the teacher at the school for the whole thing and, <laughs> yeah. and make him a better person? Yeah. No, it's not that. Yeah. I, I felt the same way. I was like, it felt like watching three to four episodes of, of a mediocre sitcom. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Is what it felt like. First, first off, why did this movie need a voiceover? It's the laziest voiceover yeah. maybe I've ever seen. It's used twice at the start of the movie and never again. I think okay, at the very correct. end it's used. Yeah. But like, so so there's the three old dads own a company together that makes throwback jerseys. Yeah. Oh, okay. And <laughs> they're really good at it. I mean, I all get, right, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> but they do this voiceover where, where Bill Burr is staring at the outside of his building mm-hmm. and he's like, we're, you know, wow, I can't believe it's th- this company that we built out of nothing. We finally sold it and I'm, feeling apprehensive about it and here we are but then through dialogue they just explain the same thing yeah Yeah. totally it's so weird and the first um voiceover where he was like basically it's it ends in like him being like yep i guess we're just some old dads things aren't like they used to be you know like i was like just let us see that it's so easy to see that that's the perspective of this movie you're you're kind of turning me off and talking to me like a child Right at the start. Totally. Yeah. And then, of course, it's like the classic old man. I was like checking them off. I was like, oh, data. You rely too much on data, your generation. Right. Paper straws. Yeah. Trans. <laughs> pronouns. Check your privilege. Vaping. Bird scooters. Like Check. Mm, check. I, yeah. I mean, when you pile too many stereotypes on top of each other, it, I don't know. It, it it sort of loses its impact. Yeah, it works in a Bill Burr hour long special, but right. not so much in a ninety minute film. I mean, yeah, the whole the whole like this happens in every movie where there's like, oh, this is the business, you know? It's like, oh, this is this is a like a fucking wet dream for an old guy, mm-hmm. you know what exactly. I mean? And it's just like, exactly. oh, God, like uh, retro jerseys? Okay, I guess. Like, <laughs> I, I was laughing so hard. <laughs> it's normally they're like an A&R person, you know? <laughs> right. At a, at a record label. Yeah. Or uh, they own a bar or something like that. Right. It was they're, also... Yeah, a brewery. <clears throat> the... This is a... <clears throat> sorry, Rachel, what? No, no, sorry. I was... Coming to. Uh, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad I stopped. I'm glad I stopped for that. No, that's a. Uh, well, another no, part great. of the wet dream is. Okay, said, so she knew yeah, something, something to say. Have something to say. Uh, that he can say whatever he wants. Like he's just constantly saying whatever he wants. Like even the most temperamental person doesn't always say whatever right. they want. Although, I mean, everybody wants to say what he's saying to all these. So that was a little satisfying. But yeah, but the. The people that he was roasting, like they're they don't. Well, I don't know. I don't want to say they don't exist, but they're they're caricatures. They're hyper exactly like so one dimensional, just avatars of what makes Bill Burr angry. And you know, I mean, sometimes the stuff that Bill Burr complains about, I I will agree with. You know, but also you could. I thought that once we get to the third act and we see we meet a spoiler alert. Uh, the what's his name Aspen they're the boss that takes over and then ends up mm-hmm. getting fired it, I'm glad that they brought him back and we got to see sort of more dimension from from him you know what I mean like well yeah the, the, you sort of bring up a good point not sort of it is a good point because if Bill Burr is standing on stage doing stand-up and he's like hey, you know these millennials with the you, know, <laughs> you can picture in your head what you think that is exactly and, and i think we all like if someone says hipster for instance we can all kind of picture maybe our answers would differ slightly yeah but when you have to show them personify them on screen with a character and dialogue now you're narrowing down what that means and to sort of i guess make it broad enough you're just making it a caricature like you said totally and then it, i feel like it, it kind of loses some of its impact yeah the thing that i was confused about was ostensibly this is a movie about feeling old yes and out of touch right like <laughs> they're the you know the other parents at your kid's school that are younger than you they're saying oh uh you know oh is he doing good in math and they're like oh it's they you know and then right. he's like ah, i can't it. <laughs> you know like they is plural you know it's like ostensibly it's a movie about an old person that is still 
has a foot in the younger world, but feels very out of touch right. and doesn't know how to act or fit in. Right? right? Yeah. But really, this is a movie about a man with anger issues. Because in the third act, or, or really the whole movie, she's like, you need to control your anger. And then by the end, he's like, oh, I realize that being angry all the time isn't good. Right. Now, I guess you could say he's angry about the way that a younger generation is existing, but every single generation has been, you know, look at these young whippersnappers totally. since it, the beginning it, of time, right? So it, to me, it was more like anger management, Yeah. the, the Sandler movie, than it was a movie where it was specifically about an older person feeling out of touch, constantly being around younger people. I felt like it was also about authenticity, you know, like he's 100% authentic all the time and didn't seem like a lot of other people were besides his friends it's like gen xers are the only <laughs> authentic people out there that's throwing it out into the universe oh i did enjoy that when they were like uh, okay boomer and he was like gen x <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean the, it is exactly your generation so jd did you feel a, a kinship with bill uh yeah i mean uh, i would say yes in a way like I think that he brings up, you know, I love when things get roasted and uh, mm -hmm. he's his special. He does a, he does a great job of roasting the things that he's roasting in the, this movie. So, yeah, I mean, like there are some he he's got a really good knack of just pointing out the ridiculousness of certain, you know, things. Yeah, but he definitely does it in a old manny kind of way, which is part of his charm, really. Yeah. And I agree with you that I, this movie is about his anger, and he ha he has spoken about his anger in the past, you know, like uh, in interviews and in his stand-up. And uh, but the thing is that I don't think that the the tipping point for his wife in this movie is when he has this confrontation with this principal. It wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't that crazy. You know what I, you know what I mean? Like I had that note. I said I wish he was angrier. Yeah. 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 It's like mm -hmm. blow. There's so many things he could blow I mean, he his top at. A cunt. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the inciting incident of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but then I do kind of have to roll my eyes that there's like an entire set piece that's like, wouldn't it be funny if this whole set piece was about trying to get a white guy to say the n word? Right. Right, yeah, it you was know, like, it was pretty cringe, pretty cringe. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little bit cringy. Yeah, uh, Uber driver, best part by far. Uh, Bruce Stern, it was great. Yeah, it was great, and that's where this sort of I appreciated the attempt of like, oh, this is the guy I'm gonna turn into, and then he finally. I didn't mind the having to embrace the modern modernity of the the scooters. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, well, yeah, that was a nice it was a full sort circle of, moment. Yeah, there were good bits in that. Yeah, wasn't a hundred percent. No, but uh, I wouldn't. Right, so I wouldn't recommend it. Okay, okay, Rachel, give your rating. Oh, like a percentage? Am I rotten tomato in it? <laughs> yeah, do a, give us a rotten tomatoes. <sighs> I mean, I. <laughs> There were parts it's harder than it looks. There were it's parts harder than it I looks. Liked. There was, I appreciated the authenticity of it. Uh, maybe 50. 50? That's high, right? But no, I don't think so. It's not That wouldn't be Well, fresh. you know how percentages work, right? <laughs> if no, Lincoln brings I mean, home a 50, you're not going, oh, that's pretty high. <laughs> that's really good. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to stick with that. Okay. JD? I'm going to say... I'm. Uh, if Rotten Tomato scale, I'm going to give it a 45. I, I think, what is it at, 22 right now? It's 22%, yeah. That's a little low, I think. Um, but 45. Don't bother. I'm, Go watch Cockblockers. You know no, it's not Cockblockers. It's, it's kind of like blockers. you stepped into like a time machine and went back 15 to 20 years because it feels like they did stuff in that movie they don't do anymore in comedies like go to a strip club and there's asses and tits everywhere uh, right yeah say some very controversial things that you just don't see in comedies anymore yeah, I suppose. because it's again cancel culture not appropriate oh uh, someone's on bill burr's side <laughs> well no i'm just saying it felt like it was going and i was stepping into a time machine right yeah right. no i i get that i i would say 
at this point, if you're putting it below 40, does it really matter where you, whether you say 22? It. I'll say 39, so it's cinephobe eligible. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I'd love to hear what Zach has to say about but it. But I don't know the difference between a 22% movie and a 39% movie. I wouldn't see either. Yeah. And I really... I don't think I would have watched this if we didn't decide to talk about I it. Sure. Yeah, I would have put it on my list and it would have sat there for a year at least. Have you seen yeah. Blockers, Matt? Oh, I love Blockers. Blockers is great. It's Blockers a great movie. Great. Very good. Great movie. Uh, all and right, it's well, R-rated to... as well. I mean, isn't it? I think, uh, I mean, the other thing is it's teenagers, so you, there would be yeah. less tits and ass. Sorry, Rachel. But it, I would call I have it. A, I'll send JD the website to get uh, Connections <laughs> Archive, and I'll send you a different website <laughs> where you could see some stuff it's, that you might want to see. It's That's a sex comedy. It's anymore. like, uh, it's an old school it's like American Pie. It's the same. Con- it's the same thing. They all set out to lose their virginity. It's a teen sex comedy. Yeah, but I don't think there's nudity in it. Is there? I don't think, I don't so, think so. But that's not how I measure. A- oh, that's how you. Oh, that's how Rachel stri- measures. Yeah, it was nice to see titties in a movie for once. <laughs> yeah, that's what took it up to fifty she says, for me. Every film we sit down to watch, Matt, it's she's like halfway through. Where are the titties? <laughs> Where are titties at? <laughs> Every titty is a five percent on the Rotten Tomatoes scale. <laughs> Lots of cheeks. I did. I I did like getting the one last thing about bad dads. Or not bad. Uh, I just saw. I just saw Anthony Jeselnik talking about this movie. He keeps calling it bad dads. I keep calling it bad dads. Oh wait, what? What did he have to say? Oh, he was just messing around, saying Bill Burr was in here and it, him talking about how great it was. He said that he liked it, but he's friends with Bill Burr. What else is he going to yeah. say? Um, but he, the point is that he accidentally called it Bad Dads, and I've been calling it Bad Dads this whole time, which is probably a better title, maybe. Um, yeah, well, there's that Bad Moms movie. Yeah, maybe why they yeah exactly. But, but Old Dads, I guess, is good. But I did like the sort of workaround is like, are we really going to send these guys to Vegas? Can we afford to shoot in Vegas? It's like, nah, mm. we'll just <laughs> go to wherever they were, Palm Springs or <laughs> some shitty little casino um, outside of uh, outside of Las Vegas, so I liked I liked seeing the the how are we going to deal with this production problem? Oh, we'll just do this instead, mm-hmm. which is which is fun. Okay, JD likes it when he sees the characters <laughs> on screen on screen saving money for the studio, and that's about the best thing you could that's say about exactly. this movie. Uh, well, that's old dads. That's the show. <laughs> Listen to next week's show coming out November sixth. The guest will be Maggie Sorota. If you don't know her, follow her on Twitter. She's been making me laugh on Twitter for a very long time. She's a writer, music journalist, former podcaster. So we're excited to have her on. Go back and listen to the Zach Harper episode, a banger, second time guest. Uh, and email us at isthisgoodpodgmail.com. Subscribe everywhere. Leave a review on Apple Podcast. Thanks, Rachel, for showing up today. This was JD and Matt <laughs> reaching out from the great beyond. We'll see you next week.